Oh, hi everyone. I hope you're having a productive day thus far. I wanted to share with you a conversation that I just finished up with my friend Kelsey Lee. She lives in New York City. She is a few things. She is a bike messenger, which involves you getting on a bike, riding across New York City, avoiding doors and mirrors and other solid or squishy human objects, and getting to your destination, delivering a package to a happy patron. She is also a YouTube creator where she creates videos about said bike messengering. And she is just a, a generally thoughtful and creative human. She, oh, yes, she also trained as an actor. And she has a lot of fantastic thoughts about creativity. I wanted to speak to her about the importance of being in a community as a creator because she has richly associated herself with a few different communities in New York City. And I wanted to hear her thoughts about that. I was also streaming live to Instagram while I was recording this in a highly experimental fashion. I have a, I have a spaghetti noodle nest of, of sadness and entanglement to my left that was the setup that allowed the people to hear her speaking. <laughs> and I, it worked pretty okay. I'm really happy about that. But you may hear me referencing that while we're while we're having our conversation. I didn't want you to be confused about what was going on. I think you're losing your mind and need to go to the loony bin. Anyway, enjoy. How's it going, Kelsey? It's going great. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I am excited to talk to you about the importance of community in creativity and in the artistic community and putting yourself around good people that help you stay inspired, this sort of thing. And I think that a good place to reference or a good thing to reference would be your most recent um, video that you put out, your short documentary, short film-esque experience called Huntress. And I think that that demonstrates the power of the community that you guys have within the bike messenger world. Mm -hmm. And But I also know that you are connected with a lot of people, a lot of creative people in New York in general, and a lot of other, you know, uh, just a lot of people in general. And I'm well, first off, I'm curious, how would you describe the community you you surround yourself with on a daily basis? Oh, very diverse. Okay. Um, because I am well, I would say prominently with cyclists, but cyclists that come from all backgrounds, um, rich, poor, different countries, different races, different genders, everything, different senses of identity but sort of united by the bike. And then there's also different forms of artistic expression, whether it's videographers, photographers, painters, singers, um, all of those people, sort of New York's uh, underground, I would say, is very mm. diverse in that way. And anyone who is just expressing themselves and putting out art and wanting to represent their um, especially if they're a native New Yorker, represent their neighborhood, where they grew up, their home. Um, yeah, it's just a very diverse, unique, but also very welcoming because I find that a lot of the, there's little sub-communities and things and they all sort of blend together and mesh and um, people people from different uh, different sort of, what's the word, uh, different things that they do just kind of mesh with other people and you end up mutually being connected to a lot of people that you didn't know. So yeah, just very diverse and welcoming, I would say. 
Yeah. When when did you move to New York City? Oh gosh, I think six years ago. Mm-hmm. How old am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six years. That's a long time. I'm sure it just feels like an eternity of time, right? Yeah, I kind of feel like I've always been here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, yeah. De- I mean, you definitely, you definitely have made your way into the realm of the New Yorker by becoming a bike messenger, like. Yeah. On on your uh, on the Huntress video, my favorite part was the part where you guys went into this, the you went into the messenger mode and everything was intense and you're flying through cars and stuff and you're yeah. there was one shot where you were like you ducked from a mirror. It was like an action movie. It was exciting, <laughs> and yeah. that was so interesting to me. And there was one shot where one of the girl I don't think it was you. I think it was another one of the girls. She like she was going and she just almost clipped a bumper but she swung her bike around it was was, yeah and uh and i think that's a a very intimate way to get acquainted with new york city oh my gosh is it ever yeah (laughs) yeah uh and so uh i i think that well so what i'm curious about is is when you were when you first moved to new york how did you integrate yourself within that community well, actually, I was here before I even rode a bike. I was here for a few years. I went to acting school. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about um, actors, per se, um, nothing wrong with actors or, or acting or being an actor. But I found that actually community was something I struggled with mm-hmm. for the first few years because it's just because of acting's um, just being inherently tied to the, the entertainment industry. There's a lot of things that come with that, that are, mm, there's, a, there's a lot of narcissism, competition, vanity, uh, you know, there's, there's just, a, there's a lot. So mm. I found that like, yes, I, I, maybe I had lots of friends from school or, you know, friends from acting events or things like that, but there was always that undercurrent of like, you know, we can't support each other. Or I can't support you because there's not enough room for both of us. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. because just because there are there are thousands of people here in New York that want to be actors, that want to break in, and because of the very exclusive um, industry that's common here, it's just it's really difficult. And so I found that I would, you know, I'd have friends of people, but there was there was this sense of community that was lacking because no one wanted to really come together to lift each other up or help each other out because there was this feeling of like, oh, if you succeed, I won't. You know, mm-hmm. there's this sort of cutthroat kind of thing where everybody's out for themselves. And that's not to speak badly about that. It's just a symptom of the entertainment industry and how it breeds this sort of like competition and um just yeah just the insecurities among people preventing them from really expressing themselves as artists and just purely being in that like you know hustle network sort of social game mode what what can you do for me what can i do for you yeah exactly and it, it was just hard for me to establish myself in a community that felt safe and welcoming and uplifting and that's what i was looking for and it's also better, you know, uh, to be creatively inspired that way. But I just, I wasn't, I didn't find it. And, um, you know, I obviously I wish 
all of my acting friends well and things, but I, I do believe that there's room for everybody, you know, everybody can be successful. So it was a little hard and I felt a little isolated while I was here in the city for my first few years, but all of that changed once I rode a bike because, mm. I mean, you can just ride your bike through the city on any given day and see a cyclist that you instantly, like when you see them, you, you feel some sense of connection um, whether it just be how, how they ride, how they express themselves on their bike, maybe if they're listening to a certain kind of music or however, you know, cause there's so many ways that you can really express yourself when you're choosing to use a bike as opposed to just like riding the subway or sitting in a taxi cab, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I found out I was just meeting all of these people, these excellent people that rode bikes. And every time I was connected with one of them, there was this incredible sense of uplifting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how can we come together? How can we uplift each other? How can we help each other out? And uh, how can we support each other? And I was just blown away by that element just from just from being united by cycling. And as I, of course, I started working as a messenger. So as I started doing that, of course, like you're on the streets every day, all day. So you're meeting so many people and you're being exposed to different types of cyclists and different types of creatives. And I find that like so many people that I know that are especially bike messengers, they have some some creative passion, an angle, like an artistic angle. It's really rare for um a messenger to just be like, yeah, I'm just a bike messenger and that's it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the, the, the reason that people feel drawn to this kind of job is because it gives you so much freedom to work on other things creatively. So you'll constant, constantly see like a bike messenger with a camera, a GoPro even like me, you know, a, a film camera. Film is really big here in New York. Um, just all of that, documenting all of that kind of stuff, street photography, poetry, painting, anything, you know, people are always like doing their thing. So, and I found that the people I met, especially as I started to do more like YouTube and everything, it was all, uh, it was all like, how can we, how can we come together? Like, how, how can I contribute to what you're doing? How can you contribute to, you know, just, just like I was saying, just both uplifting each other. So yeah, that was how I kind of found my way to more of living with the community sense, which I really, really appreciate because you're so much stronger when you're together. And, um, and it also helped me to, uh, use what I am passionate about, which is video to bring together the women because, um, there's quite a, like there's marginally less women bike messengers. And because of that, there's, there's a sense like we don't always know each other and know of each other just because there's so few of us. So with the film, it was also a way for me to kind of bring together the women and establish our own community and, you know, get other women hyped and everything. So, yeah, it's just like an ongoing cycle, not to use that word. (laughs) Well played. Yeah, (laughs) I'll do that once. Uh, I gave it up once. No, I want at least 15 more times. Yeah. (laughs) At least. This won't yeah. be complete until we, we reach at least 15 more uses of the word cycle. And, and a, yeah, roll, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or, or linking, you know. Linking, yeah. Linking things together. Yeah. S- spokes. No, I can't really. <laughs> that really doesn't work. Common spokes. Similar Con- spokes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're all spokes on a tire, you know. True, we are. Yeah. I mean, are we? <laughs> That's, I mean, I think it's... Be the spoke, don't be the tire. <laughs> that's one of the most 
humanitarian things that I think I've ever said. It's really special. Yeah. Oh, so, so it's interesting because you made the contrast between, you made the contrast between being in a community that was a little bit harmful for you, even though it had its good parts, I'm sure. And finding a community that really fed you well, how, how did you, how did you, how were you able to transition between the two? And when did you realize that the second community was so wonderful for you? Um, I think when I realized that the, I mean, the, the transition was pretty, I guess, natural. It wasn't really forced. It was just like the more I rode my bike, the better I felt. And um, I think, and it also allowed me to open myself creatively Whereas sometimes when you're working an actor and all you're doing is auditioning, you can't really exercise your creative muscles because you're just waiting for phone calls. Like it, it gets kind of, you know, draining. Um, but I think the, the, like realizing it, it was just sort of the, once I met enough people, I realized that we were all kind of united under one common thing, which is just like, you know, I just want to feel good. I just want to ride my bike and feel good and help others feel good. And um, and just sort of celebrate, uh, because cycling, especially like urban cycling is kind of a niche thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so just sort of celebrating how, just celebrating your differences and what puts you apart from the world. Um, I think, I think the, um, the moment when I sort of appreciated, oh, was the, oh, Sorry, I was, wait, I was waving at the, okay. the Instagram live stream that we currently have going on here. Um, uh, you're really good at multitasking. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, what, once I just saw that the, I mean, essentially the community was already there, you know, um, cycling in New York, bike messengers, such, such a strong community already established, uh, whereas acting, it, it kind of needs it and it struggles. So I kind of realize that um once and especially like cyclists use their 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 uh, access to community for good there's a lot of like charity rides charity events social events that are just meant for benefiting like humanity in general and uh, benefiting humanity in general and not benefiting um just this the individual which is where you know? i think the rubber really meets the road yes <laughs> yes it does because oh in the, i'm proud of that one that was a good one thanks makes makes contact um frictionless you know but yeah, yeah i think i think once i saw all of that it kind of made me realize how any sort of the the acting community everyone's just kind of united under their own individual goal which is to be successful and to be like a famous actor right everyone has Mm -hmm. those sort of delusions of grandeur when you're in acting school or whatever and that's how acting professional like teachers and whatever kind of pull people in because they sell them this idea of like i'll make you successful right Mm -hmm. you know so no one no one in the bike community is really like selling you anything Mm -hmm. um you know it's just it's just can we all can we all feel good can we all like enjoy life can we yeah. all just like enjoy the ride so mm. once i, I, well, I think that contrast it was like you know yeah. well, and, you know there, there's nothing wrong with pursuing obviously like big goals like i still i still um if you know i still want to pursue acting 
but um, I think it, it's still a kind of a solo pursuit in a way in the beginning if you don't have any connections or whatever. I mean, obviously the the acting world of people who are con consistently working as actors like that have made it, I guess, you know, they're using they're they're together as a community and they're using their means to better the world in the ways that they know best, but um that's you know, that's like at a higher tier. That's like the elite level mm -hmm. whereas to to benefit a community in your city or your town or whatever, all you have to do is just like ride a bike. So, yeah, cool. well, I, I think you, you, what you speak to there is how important it is to have a very pure, right community for you in your creative interests and the things mm -hmm. that truly make you come alive. Finding that right community is crucial if you're going to be in another community that's a little more cutthroat. Yeah, it's I, very true. I think a lot of people struggle with feeling like they're in the wrong community. Uh, I've struggled with that and b living where I live here in Utah it's like we moved here that we found some more creative people but at the same time you learn quickly what creative people you are not so interested in yeah and over, over time you start to to realize that finding a really positive community is a is a difficult thing to do and it takes a lot of work and I think you have to look at it that way. I think you stumble upon it. I think you get very lucky and you stumble upon a good community mm. sometimes. But I think you have to be intentional about cultivating that. And if you live in if you live in New York City, it's a little bit easier than if you live in Wisconsin. But if you live in Wisconsin, you have the internet. And I think that you may not even know what you're missing in a good community. Sometimes mm -hmm. I think that you will spend months and years in a deficient state and you something will not feel quite right. And right, right. Yeah. sometimes you part of what can fix that for you is is getting around a good group of people who share your interests. And I just I guess what I want to speak to people is the importance of uh, for people who, who actually really do struggle with finding the right community for them they feel like they're disconnected from the people they want to be around uh put in the work yeah, to make the friends the of, of finding identifying which community welcomes you without any tension you know so it's you you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to work exhaustingly to enter a community you know if it's mm. right you know there shouldn't be sort of there shouldn't be like entry fee or like uh you know, mm -hmm. there, there shouldn't be any kind of initiation that, you, have, you know, just you should be welcomed into the community that's right for you. But then there's also the other half is also figuring out what you can contribute to the community well, and yeah, what you yeah. add to it. Yeah. And then it just sort of like bounces off each other and builds up from there. Yeah. And, and what I'm speaking to is specifically when people are when people are in their house they are not getting up to go find the people, but they're frustrated right. that they don't have the people in their life. I think you have to put in the work to go oh, yeah. shake to hands. There. Yeah. Right. And I've always felt that way about anything, even even in acting community, like whatever com little community there was. It you have to um, you have to put yourself out there. People have to know like what you're about. You know, you have to, even if you're afraid that people won't like you or people won't vibe with you, you still have to kind of put yourself out there, uh, whatever 
that means to you in order for people to be like, oh, like, you know, there's there's something there. There's uh, there there can't be just sort of an expectation that it'll just come to you. Like again, like just sitting inside your house. Um, it's hard. I mean, you could foster an online community, I suppose, but the type that really enriches you, the type that lives tangibly in the real world, you have to go out there and identify it and work towards it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just have to put yourself out there. And I've always said that, like, if you put yourself out there, it'll come. Mm-hmm. Because I actually, I wasn't totally aware of the the bike messenger community or even the YouTube community in New York until I started really, like, you know, putting myself out there with my videos. And then it was like, then kind of through that, it, it just sort of revealed itself to me, but I wouldn't have found it unless I had been expressing myself, you know, mm-hmm. putting the, just doing my video work and expressing myself in that way. I, I wouldn't have, it would have taken me a lot longer to be aware of the communities that were already taking place, like already, mm-hmm. you know, happening and flourishing and all of that. So it's a good, it's like, it's a good idea to work, to, to put yourself in the right rooms with the people, whether Mm -hmm. that means physically in a room with the people or to find those people online and just tweet Mm -hmm. them. But I also think it's important to come to them with the right mindset. And I think that that should be the mindset of somebody who is, who is interested in bringing value and contributing to the life of the person that you're trying to interact with. I think that especially when it comes to like networking events and this sort of thing, it's so easy to get confused about what your motivation should be. And for me, I think the the best strategy for happiness, if you're trying to uh, if you're trying to make friends in the world, make the friends that you want to make in the world, is to come to them and try to bring more value to them in the relationship than they can bring to you, like bless them more than they can more, more you, you mm. want to try to out uh give them you know what I mean yeah. yes yes uh yeah because support is really important and I always do my best to support those around me the way that I would want to be supported and it it costs you nothing really to support someone and uplift them it really costs you nothing mm. so um and it, it will only bring you like good things in the end. So um, there's there's really it should be a it should you know focus on yourself, but also focus on how you can contribute to others yeah. and lift up others, especially if you're in a position to do so. Like if you have influence or following or whatever, you know. I always am like I gotta I get it. For, I I mean I, I I push myself to do it more. Like how can I focus on other people more? And you know, not it's not just like the Kelsey show. I don't want it to just be the Kelsey show all the time, mm-hmm. you know. So that's a big part of it. And mm-hmm. also not forcing anything because forcing anything will in the long run it will never pan out how you want, even though you think you're controlling it or whatever. Some creative relationships are just not meant to be. Some creative relationship the best ones are the ones that you that just kind of happen spontaneously and it's just a a function of you know two energies speaking to each other really well and that's all you have to do and as long as you're being like true to yourself and expressing yourself the right you know you'll find the right whatever meshes with you the right people the right community all that so Mm -hmm. well I think back to when we first met at the uh hustle no it was the pop-up shop before the hustle Uh, 
And I, I remember that my goal going into that whole experience was to try to be a I, I have this idea in my head that if I want to make friends, I need to be a good friend to somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when it comes to events like that, it can be weird to navigate that, especially if you're somebody who's a bit more of a one-on-one type of person and the, you're not a social, yeah, it's a introvert, for beautiful sure. social butterfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, the way that I've learned to deal with that is to make it about an individual experience, me talking to another person, and to make it about do, me make it about trying to listen to what the other person has to say and have an authentic interaction with them as opposed to going, how can I get this person to like me? I think that's like, that's, it's so easy to slip into that pocket. How can I get this person to think I'm interesting instead of that? How about try to make that person feel like they're interesting? Look, look them in the eyes be authentic with them. If somebody comes up and tries to take your attention away, don't let them take it away. I'm talking to this person over here. And I remember we just had a lovely conversation when we first met about, I forget what we were talking about. So it wasn't the content of the conversation. It was about being introverted, I think. I think, yeah, yeah. And I just, I just, you know, I, I felt from my perspective, it was just a really nice, quick little conversation. We made a little connection with each other. And now we're talking on Skype because I remember that you were not a, a lunatic. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's a fair share of those too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's the. I mean, that goes with acting too. It's like just don't be crazy. You know, don't be a lunatic, and then you're fine. You got that's good for most know. areas of life. Just don't be crazy. Yeah. Don't be that crazy person. You know. <laughs> uh, I mean, on your own time, be as crazy as you want. But if you're trying to foster relationships, you know, be welcoming, be courteous. Um, yeah, it's it's true. I think when two people encounter each other and they approach that that they they use that approach of of figuring out how interesting that other person is then it's just like a cycle mm-hmm. <laughs> of interestingness <laughs> yeah and it it just it's like if if Bike you can references. just be a a hype man for someone else then they'll be so happy to be your hype man in return you know like mm-hmm. it's just that's just you know part of it's just pretty basic i feel like i mean I like that though. You said be be if you be somebody else's hype man, they will want to be your hype man. I think that's such a fantastic way to put it. Yeah, because everyone loves a hype man, and it's so easy. And I think that um, it's really easy. We have as humans, we just have a a nature to take the the things that bring us down or the negative things that some negative energy that might come our way and just like amplify it times a million so that it drowns out all the good stuff coming your way. And sometimes it takes a little like extra good energy going someone's way to remind them of like, oh yeah, I am awesome. Like I'm, you know, because even if you're at an event or a party or whatever, even the seemingly most confident person in the room who seems like they have it all together and they're super fly and everyone wants to talk to them, they are probably insecure as hell. Like Mm. there's no... About about surprising things, things that you think that they wouldn't be insecure about. Yeah. So it's like everyone's dealing with their own shit. Nobody's perfect. Um, Nobody's above anyone else. And if they act like it, that's not someone you want to be around anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, That's like too much insecurity. But, you know, I think like a healthy level of insecurity is common. And uh, yeah, just 
being the the most human level, just encountering people with your humanity. Um, and there's always going to, you can foster some, there's always something common that you can find with someone. Um, yeah, just focus on them. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty, I would, I mean, it's easy if you're extroverted, of course. Um, but even if you're introverted, it's still easy to just focus on other people and that takes all the pressure off yourself. But I think introverted people tend to naturally be good listeners and uh, they have inquiring minds, so it's easy for them to listen some, to somebody ramble on about something that uh, some other people may not think that, that, like a lot of people may not think is interesting about that. But, like I try to find things about people when I interact with them that I feel like other people don't nourish in them, mm-hmm. and I try to nourish that. I I try to I try to whatever somebody's interested in, I try to empathize with that interest and sort of amplify that with it, be their hype man, like you said. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, those sorts of things are the social skills that are very undervalued in our society. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Hi, Keith, on the Instagram. So, uh, so <laughs> um, Also, my mom showed up. Hi, Mom. Hey, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> she said, hey, Mom. Uh, so... I, one of the things you said that I thought was interesting was you're talking about people who make you feel good about yourself. And I, isn't it so nice when you find a diamond of a person who oh my gosh. every, like everything that you're interested in, as you're talking about it, you feel like they actually are genuinely interested in it. And when you leave a, a conversation with them, you feel like the most amazing, most interesting, most conquering human being that exists on earth. That's a special thing, and it's super hard to find those people. That's a good. That's a good element to have in a community that you surround yourself with. Oh yeah. So I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm also curious. How would you define a good community? Um, I think um, a good community is uh, aware of. Um, I would say, let's see, aware of the things that unite them, you know, um, aware of the things they have to work on. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, um, so an honest community, because once you get that sort of, uh, cult mindset, it can be dangerous. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that if there's sort of an us against them mentality, that can be dangerous as well. Um, so there should be like, there should be no judgment. There should be, um, you know, no tolerance for like a ton of negativity and toxic behavior. But um, like, it's I almost like you have to curate and control the community a little bit to make sure that no, no like negative voices get in. Yeah, I mean, there's all in any community, there's always going to be like infighting and little petty things here and there. But um, I think if you just, it's important to to figure. I for me, I think it's important to identify the people that are that are most conscious of the community's ability to do good, mm-hmm. not just for themselves but for other people, and support those people with everything you can. Yeah. So for me personally, it's um, I've made a few videos with him. His name is Squid. That's like his his na- messenger name. His legal um, name. 
Yeah, pretty much by now. He's he's been a messenger for like twenty five years, I think. He's Whoa. incredible. So yeah. you just inherit you inherit animal names when you make it past the twenty year mark in bike messengering. I guess no, the, he actually got usually you get yours right away because you get it when you're a rookie and it's not always a good name and it stays with you forever because Whoa. that's Yeah. So That's exciting. Yeah, I mean there's some some of them end up with good names, but I mean it's just like a, it's just a right. Do you have one? I don't actually have, well, people call me Killa Kels, which I hate. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they, they just say it cause like they know I hate it, but, um, <laughs> it's just sort of, I guess, mocking my, um, my, uh, work ethic and my sense of, uh, personal drive, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just I make sure I'm never like lazy in my work. Yeah, if you ever go to prison, just hang on to that because that'll keep. I the... guess yeah, then it'll become like an intimidating name. Kill yeah. But um, <laughs> um, I guess because it's just like when I first started, I I had like these crazy delivery averages and like just I guess just was being a good messenger. So kill a kills. Anyway, um, uh, yeah. So Squid is very he he devotes so much of his time to community events and charity events and um, just like organizing things that he might not even gain anything from, but he knows it's important to unite people. Um, And when you can unite people like in the name of doing something good, so even if it's like a race, like an alley cat race, but the proceeds are going to charity. Like we just did um, the Toys for Tots alley cat and raised like a ton of money for... um, and gifts and presents for kids who might not have anything to open on Christmas, you know? Mm. Um, and he's always doing stuff like that to benefit. Whenever, uh, whenever a, if a, something tragic happens, a cyclist passes away or, um, someone gets injured, like people are, it's instantly like, okay, we're throwing a race and like to raise money, come out, blah, 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 you know, stuff like that. Um, we're having a ride, a memorial, all that stuff. And it's usually kind of the same people that are organizing organizing it. And so I I make sure like I want to support them in their um, in their like do good doing, you know. Yeah. So um, and because of that support, it allows them to like keep doing it and like brings more people into it. So I think it's just like identifying those sort of like leaders, um, like like non-voluntary leaders you know that uh that are kind of nourishing the community really well and then just support them and be sure to direct like energy their way and then just sort of a community that just if if something negative happens um then they can just sort of direct that negative energy out of the community Mm. you know if someone is identified as like very problematic or not deserving of of the of the community's um benefits of you know being included then it's it's everyone kind of unites to make sure that that person doesn't create further uh issues you know so it's it's almost like you have to get rid of the flat tire in the community (laughs) just throw it out (laughs) yeah yeah so if it, it can't be pumped up, if you can't if you can't uplift that flat tire to be a, a functioning tire, you have to get rid of the flat tire in the community. You have to throw it away and get a new tire. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> yeah, so just a, just an honest, conscious community, I think. 
Because mm. uh, there's even that, um, I would say, like on YouTube, things happen, you know, people identified as potentially problematic or um, it's not to say that those people, if, if it depends on how they respond, of course, to whatever sort of scandal they're in or whatever. Um, but it sounds like you have just, a very scandalous community, Kelsey. Oh, I would, I just, are people I mean, throwing bicycles at each other and, and... Oh, as a messenger? No, 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 no. Um, do people like, like run over, throw their bike at you and then take your package and then deliver your package oh for God, you? No, no, no. <laughs> that would be terrible. Um, yeah, people just riding around the streets in New York City with samurai swords on bikes. Uh, oh, that sounds intense. Um, no, but I would say most most stuff, like, it's just stuff, you know, drama that gets out of hand on social media. Oh, um, interesting. You know, certain, if it's uh, someone sort of, um, I don't know, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to get into it, but, you know, yeah. it's, it's in, in any community. Like I was saying, in any community, like, even on YouTube, there's, like, little scandals, little, like, whatever that happens and uh it's just important to be like honest about like how to go forward you know but and you earlier on you mentioned the well throughout this whole that whole last little bit you're mentioning the importance of having a community that has a goal towards good or or maybe a couple of goals towards meaning and good and i think that's that was an interesting thought because i think that our culture in is deficient within the individual of meaning and a purpose. So having more of a meaning and a purpose, finding the highest meaning you can and pursuing that makes us as individuals happier. It works the same way in the community. Mm-hmm. You're just multiplying the people and sending them after a common goal and they can achieve bigger things with that. But when you're all united, right. united towards that goal, the community has a tendency to to be less selfish and more focused on what they're trying to do. And in the meantime, they're building friendships. And I think that right. if you're looking for a community, look for that community. I, I would, I would definitely agree. And that you saying that reminds me of, um, how I appreciate, uh, cycling in New York and, and the cyclists that are here and the people like squid that are doing their best to uplift is that they, there's a there's a, um, an idea of of uplifting the little guy, mm. you know, um, and making sure that people are supported. I mean, there's a, like in the messenger world, there's a certain uh, you know when you you got to be a rookie for a while, you got to yeah, tough it out, yeah, 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 you yeah. know. Um, yeah. But but uh, but certain um, you got to go through the green stages and the the, yeah, the hazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But everyone recognizes that like minorities. Um, you know, need to be lifted up, and there's a there's definitely like an element of even just little things like uh, if if there's a race, um, uh, sometimes a bike company will sponsor all of the women's entry fees so that it encourages women to come out to race because sometimes these functions can be a little um, testosterone heavy, <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of it kind of scares the women. A testro fest. Yeah. <laughs> It kind of scares the women away, and so um, companies are really good at like supporting, you know, covering the cost of that entry fee or sponsoring women who want to race, um, like sponsoring teams of women, things like that. And I think that's something I I really love about the just cyclists and that community and 
you know, um, creatively also, if there's um, a messenger who's struggling in their work, whether it's photography or videos or whatever sort of work they want to do, people have a good way of coming together to support them and encourage others to support them, try to find them opportunities. Um, con like there's constantly throughout this like network of cyclists that are connected, people are, hey, uh, you know, my friend does this, like recommend them for this job or this job or this opportunity. You know, I've had opportunities come my way because someone recommended me. Mm. I've recommended people that I know because, you know, um, and I think that's really important. Not not to just uplift. Um, I find that sometimes with creative communities online, there's a certain element of like the big guys all get together and there's sort of this like, you know, we're, yeah, there's a gap between the big people and the smaller people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I wish, like, in all ways, that there could be more of a like bridging that gap. The way that I notice it within the cycling community, because it's really beautiful when you have people who ha sort of have like influence, um, just immediately welcoming people who maybe don't, and like just bringing everyone together. Um, and it allows those people to flourish more, and the entire community grows. Whereas Sometimes with the, with the like that mentality of like, oh, we're creating a big club, and uh, because we have this big club, all of us are gonna get more successful, and you guys can just like watch, you know, mm -hmm. you can just watch us grow. And when then those people aren't nourished, then they feel like they don't have their own community, so then they're left to either find their own or just kind of desperately claw at this one, hoping to climb that ladder, which is kind of sad and doesn't really result mm -hmm. in like any sort of inspiration or drive for anyone mm -hmm. because um, I think the, the most like whenever I felt the most drive and ins inspiration is because someone supported me in it. Like when I said I want to make a film about women and the bike messenger women of New York and people were like, yes, like, you know, mm -hmm. that was a big part of like, OK, yes, I, sh I should do this, you mm -hmm. know, so if you have someone supporting you in that and like I always if, if people message me like I want to film videos or I want to um, you know I want to get into cycling or I want to do a vlog but I'm not sure where to start like I always do my best to take time like that's a really important thing to take time out of my day to nourish those people who maybe don't have any any leads or connections or really where to start and just be the person that I would have wanted to to talk to when I was starting and figuring everything out yeah. you know we always, I think, uh, uh, the the more you grow and if you if you reach the successful levels you want to be at, just remember where you were when you started, and think what kind of person I wish I would have encountered at that time. You know, yeah. and be that for other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the job of the small creator to be cool. And when I say be cool, I mean be a genuinely kind and good person <laughs> that's not trying to take from the community. Be a be a leech on the creator community. No, no, no. But at the same time that the people up top need to be intentional about trying to integrate those smaller people yes. in as much as possible. Intention, yes. Yeah, and, and make make that a, a constant part of what they're trying to be up to, to look for people who have talent. Not just everyone, because I, th I do think hierarchies are, are important. I think there's a good function to them. But... Uh, but to look for the people who have talent and who are working very hard and diligently yes. for success and be welcoming to them, be engaging with them and help them integrate into the society of bike messengers or YouTube creators or yes. macaroni sculpture makers or 
spaghetti noodle. Uh, my my favorite people in New TV York. TV builders. To, <laughs> could be that. Sure. To just to highlight um, some examples, I guess it's for the people watching if they don't quite understand what we're talking about. Um, in New York, uh, specifically, uh, my favorite people that are doing that are um, Brett. Conti mm -hmm. and uh, John Reyes. I don't know if you know if you watch him. He rides scooters. Never heard of him. I'll have to check him out. So he's amazing because he has built this huge uh, scooter community in New York. So this is like a trick scooters, scooter like, community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scooters. Oh, community. So he's always thinking about how can I get these kids together because. Um, so scootering, like pro scootering, like trick riding and stuff has, it kind of evolved from skating and, um, well, I don't know. I, I mean, there's whatever the history is, but there, it became this, um, I guess, I don't know, big phenomenon amongst younger kids right. who wanted to get into some kind of action sports, but skating is already like, it's so big. Skateboarding yeah. is so big. And, um, oh, they found it. They found so, a, a niche that's more of a niche than skateboarding. But also, uh, like companies found like skate. Some skate companies are kind of feel a little threatened because the younger kids they want to start early because there's so much access like to on social media and stuff. They're seeing all like these skateboarders and this and that. They want to start early in some sort of action sports. But when you're so little on a skateboard, you can get hurt a lot more. Mm -hmm. But, and it's like, it's hard. Like, it's hard to ride a skateboard, you know? Like, it's hard to learn. But oh, a scooter is Believe really... me, I know. I tried to, yeah. I got inspired by John Hill and tried to learn an ollie and almost died. Hard. I'm still working on my ollie. Months later. It's, it takes it's, forever. It's but... so incredibly difficult. Yeah. And, and so I, the, I scraped up my new shoes, like, three days after yeah, getting them. And I was done. like, oh, my gosh. Shoes I, are done. She, they're gone. It's all over. Yeah. They can't so be the beautiful anymore. Level, entry level of skill required for skating is a lot higher whereas yeah. the entry level to ride a scooter is a bit lower so there are all these like kids in new york but there's not a lot of community to unite them and there's also the possibility of, of that lack of community for the youth can result in like bad influence substance abuse like that kind of stuff mm -hmm. you know it's common in urban communities so john is incredible with he you know some people are too like they might be a little, they would just kind of scoff and like, oh, I don't hang out with little kids and like, I'm too cool for that and whatever. But he's incredible. He devotes like every weekend he's, he's like doing something saying, everybody come ride. We're here. We're at, he has, and, and all of, I've seen just over watching his content that the kids who would just be like following him around because they think he's so cool and they love him and can't do any tricks, like can't even do a little jump. Mm. All of a sudden, these kids are doing like tail whips, they're doing little bride flips, they're doing all the things like manuals because he, you know, made a place for them yeah. to grow. And he just selflessly- he, he made a little garden for them. Yes, he did. And he just watered it with a little scooter. Watered kid. all the little scooter kids. Yeah. Oh, that's, so, a, that's such a special thought. Yeah, and so because of that, um, like, there's just this big community, and he focuses on, on that primarily. He doesn't, like, think he's elite just because he has however many subscribers or whatever. Same thing with Brett. Whenever he's in the city, he does his best to uh, to connect with, like, different artists, people doing different things in different creative ways and highlight them so that his vlog is not just, like, the Brett show. It's mm -hmm. the... 
it's the human show. It's like different humans. Brett's vlog is so unique in the sense that it seems like he's always interacting with it with like three different people. Yeah. within I- any hour of any given day it's like know, three I mean, like it, he's a force of nature when it comes to socializing that's like 12 meetings a day i'm just like how do you like <laughs> how do you coordinate that i have a hard time with like one can i ch- i'm gonna check my tofu really quick. oh yes absolutely it's very important she's gonna right check her tofu we shall return very shortly i will ask her what uh she would say to somebody who wants to have more of a community around them Hi, Instagram Live. I, I'm sorry, I've, I've been neglecting you. I've been trying to keep the conversation going. I didn't want to break uh, the personal connection they have going on with Kelsey over here. She's checking on her tofu. I hope the audio sounds good. Like I said, it's it's incredibly experimental. By the way, I'm talking to my friend Kelsey. You can find her. Uh, if you scroll up to the top, she's one of the first people that joined. Kelso Paradiso. You can find her on Instagram. And now she's back. How was your tofu? It's great. Beautifully golden brown. Oh, great. Very good. Okay, so the last thing, I think this is a good spot to wrap up. The last thing I wanted to ask you was, what would you say to, to the lonely creator who lives in Nebraska and wants to start to build, wants to engage with a community and feed that part of them? So I would say, um, wow, Nebraska, that's tough. <laughs> Um, I try to ask good questions. (laughs) I mean, follow your, like, if something's calling to you, I mean, I definitely, I can't just be like, oh, I feel like the answer people always give to that is like, well, your local community, blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm not a native New Yorker, you know, I moved here. So I moved to where the community is. If that's calling to you, do that. Um, if you, so don't, don't be scared to move. Yeah. Don't be scared to move. Um, you know, do your best to study and identify a community before you make that jump, like figure out, you know, because like I said, that transition period of finding my community in New York, it was a few years. Mm -hmm. So don't think that just because you move somewhere, it's just going to spring up. It's like, it's not, you know, going to be instant. But if you can sort of figure out if you're going to move somewhere, if there's a community you think would embrace you, then obviously you have a bit of a advantage there. Um, but if something, if you feel that you have, you can build that one of your strengths is getting people together, then see what's, look around in your own community or even if it doesn't exist at all. So either identify like what's missing and how you can fill that void or figure out if there's a way to create a community because that's, that's probably like the hardest thing to do, but the most rewarding, I would say. Um, if you have no community at all where you live in the thing that you're interested in um but i would say if it's something like creativity filming um and then within that you have sub niches right like you'll you'll have the the tech community and the creative uh youtube world or you'll have the family vlogger community or you'll have the bike messenger community or you'll have the the uh the filmmaker community it's it mm-hmm. that can be tough too because you might see less of that sub community where you live right but i think because of the accessibility now of like cameras and equipment and computers and the internet that you know you're going to be able to find it even if it's just one the us other... postal service but yeah i mean that's the <laughs> it's the standard you know the pony express <laughs> um, i think even if it's just one person, if you can just find one uh, peer 
that you feel like a sense of community from just on a one-to-one basis, that's so much stronger. You can even work together to build a team that builds a community from there, you know? All you need is like one person to start. Then maybe it becomes three people, then four people, then, you know? And, and do your best to, you know, because messenger communities are not just individual to the city they're in. They're pretty, pretty well connected all over the world, I would say, probably in a way that outdoes out many other communities because it's the kind of thing where you could just roll up in a city and already know that you'll have friends and a place to stay. Mm. Like it's kind of, it's, I mean, messengers are pretty, pretty commonly united and hospitable like that mm. just because we all understand each other. Um, so do your best to see if you can use sort of a worldwide community to then bring it back into your local community and like it's kind of a symbiotic growth you know Mm -hmm. so figure out your parts in both um but i i think also that there is much to be said for like urban centers um of course you know i think especially like our earth is so populated (laughs) that um urban living is really like the the focus of of the like the new the future and everything because we have to figure out a way to make it sustainable um so even if it just involves moving from your small town to the nearest city it doesn't have to be new york or la it could be um you know salt lake city Mm -hmm. (laughs) um it will i think it will benefit you just to be in that sort of the pace of things moving and the increasing your chances of of being able to cross paths with other people in the in the in the whatever thing you're interested in, and then being able to grow community from there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And and what I would add to that is that if you're in a place where you are where you're physically not where the epicenter of the community you want to be around is, one, it might be a good idea to move, but maybe you can't move. Maybe you can't move right now. There's all sorts of variables. Yeah. And for the time being, uh, one I think one thing is to look for any people around you that you can physically meet up with. Find mm-hmm. them on Instagram, send them a message, oh, and yeah. say, I would love to go just like, let's just go have coffee, right? Just start there. A lot of people won't even start there. Start there, go, go, uh, go engage with them, go buy them a cup of coffee, be a good friend, and learn about them, invest in them a little bit. That's one thing because one friend, one a two-person community is better than a one-person community. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is that on the internet, you can you can find creative ways to engage with people even if you're not physically. I'm doing this right now. I'm speaking with you. Yeah. You're in New York City uh, and I'm in Salt Lake City, right? I decided, hey, there's a lot of people that I really enjoy talking to around the world and specifically... Uh, a few in New York City. Why don't I? Why don't I use this lovely thing called high a lot of bandwidth on my internet service provider, and and uh, have like real conversations with? Yeah. I mean, it's the top half of your body, right? I only see your head and your shoulders, but that's okay. It's still very, it's still very authentic, and we're connecting and we're building a relationship and. Um, and so that's the way that I've been able to do a lot of this without having to physically be around uh, the people who I'm interested in. So yeah. there are plenty of different ways. And don't think that, don't hold yourself back in your mind, I suppose. Yeah, 
don't yeah don't underestimate what you have available to you you know don't put limitations on just because of your the place that you're in or the means that you have it's, it's really good to just think without limitations at all and uh and just keep keep doing because um say say your community is um you're really into cosplay but you feel like there's no one around you that's into that like you just don't have a community just keep working on yourself and your cosplaying i don't know i don't really know cosplay but <laughs> i wonder if there's like a bike messenger cosplay community i mean <laughs> that sounds great right i mean like they're cosplaying messengers yeah oh i mean <laughs> uh that's yeah. you have the power to start that kelsey yeah i mean i would be made fun of for sure but well, um <laughs> you need to be authentic to yourself you need to be authentic to this idea this dream that i'm yeah. implanting in your life right now i guess you could yeah if you really wanted to cosplay a master you probably have to like i mean let's be honest you probably have to smoke a lot of weed because <laughs> quick interruption i think my live stream is going to end in two minutes because they have a limit thank you guys for hanging out this i've been talking Bye. to kelsey it's been a good time it's going to keep going until it ends thank you for hanging out you'll see it on my youtube channel when it when this video is done and also in the podcast okay carry on um cosplaying bike oh, yeah, messenger yeah. community yeah. focus on making yourself the best version of that you can be so that when that community that global community presents itself via instagram or youtube or whatever social media um that you will be ready and you will be like on your game mm. so that you can just step seamlessly into that community online and then that way um it can build you know there are a lot of creators that don't live in new york but are here a lot like you don't have to live here just to be part of what's happening mm -hmm. so just just focus on you know embracing whatever community you have currently and just being at the top of your game so that you're like a, a quick pick you know for yeah for, yeah, yeah. For, well, it's almost yeah. like you should you should spend the time where you can't move <laughs> because i don't know maybe you're 16 right Exactly. You, you, you should spend that time getting yourself ready for the day when you physically step in the same room with the people exactly. who are the ones that you really want to be engaging with. That's exactly. great advice. Yes, because it, it will happen. You just have to be ready for it, you know? And patience. Patience, yes. patience, patience. Yeah. Very good. Okay, that was that was awesome. I think that this is a good place to end it. Thank you so much, Kelsey, for spending yeah. some time with me this evening and talking about creative things. And that is it. Very good. And we're done. Oh, I have six seconds over here. Bye, guys. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs> That's it for this one. If you listened this far, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. If you wanted to check out Kelsey, you can find her online. Kelsey Lee, L-E-I-G-H, if you're interested in the things that she's up to. I hope you have a lovely day. Goodbye.